around the whole area of speaking or praying in tongues. They're just following on from our, our Pentecost Sunday uh, last week. I, I just want to have a conversation around uh, around that. Sometimes, of course, this is referred to uh, uh, prayer language or uh, heavenly language or praying in the spirit. And um, I, I just need to say just before and just preface this, in this church, we're not what is called cessationists. So cessationists would say, and there are many out there, you can find thousands of videos on YouTube and whatever by cessationists who would say the gifts of the spirit are not for today. They're not for today. They finished round with the apostles, and uh, when, when they died, that, 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 uh, when everything became perfect, we, had, we now had the Bible. There was no need for the continuation of the gifts. We do not hold that view. We believe that, uh, uh, you know, who Jesus was then is who Jesus is now. What the Spirit did then is what the Spirit can do now. Can I hear an amen in this Pentecostal church? So we, uh, we believe that. So we do not hold that view. So if you... Uh, if you heed videos from that kind of environment. It's always going to be, no, that's not for today or whatever. That's all you're going to get. We do not come from that perspective. We, we, we believe. We're, we're a tongue-speaking church. Can I hear an amen? For, I mean, we're, we're, we believe that God can do miracles because how many know we need miracles? We, we need to see miracles. I know there are people here to, even today. They need to see miracles happen in health situations and, 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 and other situations. So we just pray for those miracles. Even right now, you know who those people are, Father God. Serious conditions. God, we pray, Father God, for your healing touch to those brothers, those family members. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. And so I've got um, uh, uh, Peter and Annette here, and I'm, I'm going to just have this conversation with them. And I don't know whether I'll get it all through today. If I don't, I might continue, uh, continue it on. I will be led by the Spirit and, um, as, we, as we do that. But uh, can we welcome them as they uh, sit here? Alan, you can take that. So we're just going to go with a bit of a flow, a bit of a flow, a bit of a flow. So um, um, again, why Peter and Annette? Why why, why, why Peter and Annette? Well, well, yeah, yeah, they're probably going, why, why, why indeed? So they're, they're seasoned and credential ministers. They're pastored in South Africa and Spain. Part of big uh, uh, churches also in those, uh, especially in South Africa. So they have a wealth of uh, experience. In fact, when we had our conference in Havelock North uh, a few years ago, I was bringing Pastor Andre Olafier from South Africa, Rivers Church back. Now, he, he pastors a massive uh, uh, church, and I, I, that, that's his church right there. So we were bringing him back here. Thousands and thousands of people attended. So I was bringing him back to Kapiti, and he said to me, look, I, I heard you have an 8 a.m. service. Why, why aren't you getting me to preach? And then I thought, well, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's 40. They're lovely people, but there's only 40 or so people uh, in that. And, and, and um, he's like, oh, I don't care. I'm doing my South African accent, uh, okay? He's like, I don't care how many people are there. He's like, I just want to preach. So I said, well, well actually, there's a South African chap who's uh, uh, part of that service too. His name's Peter Riggle. And he said, <laughs> he said, Peter Riggle, Peter Riggle. He said, I know that name. And it turns out that when Andre was a young pastor, just 
sitting out in ministry that you, because you were part of a big mega church there, and so you, you took him out for coffee and basically said, you can do this. You're a champion. You're, you, can, you can do it. When he was a no, nobody and it was just like you encouraged him. So it was like, these were like two peas in a pod when they all uh, uh, met up. But these people have had impact. They also have a tremendous passion for things of the Holy Spirit. And you heard if you were here in the um, uh, 11 o'clock or whatever, whatever the time, uh, 1045 service, uh, you would have heard Joe's story, wherever Joe is, you know, how, how that Peter uh, and Annette prayed for him. It's like, you need the Holy Spirit, and he faked it till he made it, and then he just, uh, it's a, go and watch it. It, it. It's funny, but you, that, that's a part of your heart and your uh, uh, passion. But, but you know, I, I, the, the reason I'm doing this, too is because I, I, I really felt a prompting in the spirit. And it said to me after Connect Tawa, I've been down there for the last few weeks. Um, just, just as we finished, she was like, nice, nice message, Pastor. And uh, she, said to, she said to me this, she said, I, I find it interesting though that many can speak or can pray in tongues, but I'm surprised how many don't make it a part of their daily lives. And that's true. I, I thought about that and I thought that's so true. You know, when we got saved, I was telling the young adults, we burned things. Like we burned our Buddhas and our books. Anybody, I mean, it was just like, if you had stuff, you cleansed out your house. That's what you did. It was just like you became a believer. You went through your house. You threw out what was, you know, uh, even if that was a $2,000 Buddha fountain, it was gone. I mean, it was just done. So, so we did that. And we also were encouraged to speak in tongues, pray in tongues, but all the time. And it was a part. But, but today, if, if for one of a better word or better term, many people are tongue-tied in the Pentecostal church. And so I think it's important that we, we talk about it. So, um, so I hope this conversation uh, 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 helps. And again, if you're new to church, you, I, I know people have turned up in church and go, what is that when they go, it's like, uh, this is what we're talking about. And so I think it's uh, important. First Corinthians 14, verse 15. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit and also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. Uh, the word mind there in the NIV is translated understanding. So I'll sing in the spirit and I'll sing with understanding. The New Living Translation says this. It says, I will pray in the spirit and I will also pray in the words I understand. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing with words I understand. Peter and Annette, you speak in, you speak in tongues, and I just want you, uh, obviously, that's, that's why you're here too, so you, you speak in tongues. So t tell us a little bit of the journey of how that happened to you. Okay, I'll start. Yeah. First of all, I was... Is that on? It, on? it should be. Yes, it is on, Paul, or whoever's doing that. Okay, no? No, is it not working? Now you can hear me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was first of all just to say this. I was so hungry for God. I was searching for God. I think from the time I was a teenager, um, I was I was desperate for the truth because I thought there has to be more than what ha happens on a Sunday in the church that I was in, and and so I searched in all the wrong places. But on the 9th of September, 1979. I heard the word preached that I was waiting to hear virtually all my life. And it only occurred to me actually yesterday because we were preparing for this. 
and, and I hadn't thought of it before. But in Acts 10, verse 44, it talks about the household of Cornelius. And um, Peter came and he preached to them. And it says that they heard the word preaching peace with, for, in Jesus Christ. And then later it says, and as Peter was still preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And the witnesses, the people that had come with Peter, heard them speaking with tongues and magnifying God. And what happened to me was on that day, I heard the word preached, and it was the answer to what I'd been searching all those many years, yeah. all my life. It's so long ago, it's 40-something years ago. But as I speak about it now, it's like it happened yesterday. I heard the truth. And I gave my life to Jesus. I prayed the prayer that I was, uh, that w was offered and, and, and I followed the prayer. But I was so desperate for him. I was so desperate for everything that God had for me. And I do believe that it's important that we, that we, we be hungry for God. Because he is worthy. We need to be hungry for him. And so I was. I was so hungry. And I, I, I went forward having prayed the prayer. And all of a sudden, like the household of Cornelius, the Holy Spirit fell on me. And I didn't know that that was going to happen. I actually landed on the floor. I remember my feet rising up. Some, they weren't rising up, but in my thinking, my feet were rising up and I fell back on the floor. And when I realized it, I was speaking in tongues. And all I can say is that I know that that was a gift from God. And it's for everyone. It's not just for certain people, it's for everyone. And so when I pray in tongues, I'm grateful to God every time that I do that. I mean, so it was a bit of a different journey for you. Totally uh, different. Peter, you had to wait a, a little bit, and you were annoyed that, that it happened to her and, and not you. Well, she's always been before me. <laughs> no, she has. She got saved before me filled with the Holy Spirit before me, went to Bible school before me, and she was born before me. It's going to be a long night on the couch. Uh -huh. Second bedroom's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw, uh, I was at home when she was having this experience with the Lord, and I was uh, looking after the children and the dogs, and uh, which seems to be a problem in our lives. But I was mm. looking, after, looking after a dog at the moment. But um, when she came back, I said to her, it's happened to you. That thing that happened to her sister and sister's husband has happened to you because her countenance had changed. Mm. The light was shining. There was something different about my, my fan. I call her fan because she's the one and only fan I've got. But <laughs> Any other fans of Peter? <laughs> this is not the Peter she, fan club. She was changed. And so compromising Pete said, it was my 37th birthday coming up. I said, I'll go to this funny, funny church with, with you. And then after that, we'll all go off for lunch because the brother-in-law and I were judging a bodybuilding competition. You wouldn't recognize that now in me, but it was true. He was a bodybuilder, yeah. yeah. And we went to this church meeting in a, in a cinema. And the, the Holy Spirit convicted me and I got saved.
But I didn't have the same thing that Annette had because I couldn't speak in tongues and I wanted it. I really, really wanted this. And we went to every meeting that was possible where tongues was being mentioned. And I didn't receive. So I had to wait. But in the waiting and eagerly desiring and seeking God, it became a desire of my heart that I wanted this gift of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to speak in tongues because I was envious of her. I was jealous. She got something I didn't have. And so I went, another altar call was made, and all I remember was the, the, gray, the gray shoes because I went back under the anointing, came out, speaking in tongues, full of the joy of the Lord, and that's been the situation ever since. Amen, amen. Look, so, so when we're talking about and praying uh, and, and tongues, tell us, what are we actually talking about? So just for, like, in a basic... I'll know, say a bit and then the network yeah, yeah, will yeah. carry. Um, and don't mind if I... I'll, no, I'll keep do, it Please yeah, keep yeah, it, yeah. 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 Um, it, it really starts with, um, with, with Jesus in, uh, in John's Gospel. Because he said to them that um, they, the living, liver, living waters would flow from your belly. Rivers, streams would come. Speaking about this experience that the disciples would have sometime in the future. But the word says, but this he spoke of the spirit who was not yet given. And then when we go to the book of um, uh, Acts, we find out that Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said, wait into in Jerusalem until you receive the promise, the promise of the Father. I could just do an interject here. Mm. In, the, in, in the church in Spain, we had a senior citizen who was then as we are now. And uh, when new people came into the church, he would go and sit next to them and he'd say, uh, have you received the promise? Promise? What promise? How have you received the promise? And of course he meant the promise of the Father. The promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And that's what it is. It's a promise to us. And I think we all know the story of uh, Jesus speaking in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon yep. you. But witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, including New Zealand. Paraphrased version. Added on at the end. Thank you, Peter. Yep. So you ask the question, what is it? Well, it's a, it comes with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural phenomena in a sense. It is an experience that is consistent with receiving the Holy Spirit, but it's a heavenly prayer language. It's a new language. It's a language we've never learned. You can't go and learn to speak in tongues. You can't copy someone else speaking in tongues because it's a gift from God. So it's a, it, it's a gift, right? So, so I think that's important to under... Uh, well, hang on, no, I'm going to stick with you for a second. Oh, no. Because so, I'm going to... Just because just I'm conscious, then I'll... I'll um, I am conscious. Um, <laughs> but but j just on that, because you've talked about a heavenly language, so there are different, there are different types of tongues. So, so again, there's, you know, the Bible talks about tongues of uh, men and of angels. There are, we, we know from the, from the Acts... Uh, book of Acts, of course, there, there'll be people who say, well, that, that was specific languages related. There were people gathered from many different uh, parts of, of 
of the world in that when the Holy Ghost came, they spoke in those languages and they could understand them. So where do we get the idea of, of if you like, the, this, the, this prayer, prayer language in, that, in, in the Acts 2 context? Where, does that, where do we get that from? Well, there's, there's, two, there's two aspects of this tongues language that we get. Um, probably, to me, the most important one, the first one is a, a private, devotional, heavenly prayer language. The Word of God says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, when I, when I speak in an unknown tongue, I speak to God. Yeah. I speak to God, not to men, not to men, to God, and I speak mysteries. And another interjection, um, the well-known South African, David Duplessis, who was known as Mr. Pentecost, um, and he went all over the world talking about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. He even met the Pope in those days and told him about it, which mm. was quite something. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said one day, he was inquiring of the Lord, um, what are these mysteries that I'm speaking when I'm speaking in tongues? And the Lord prompted him with this. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And he went there. And it says something after this effect making songs and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody in your heart, singing unto God, giving thanks to God. And so that was the mysteries bit. But this language, there's the first part, which is the devotional private prayer language, which we receive as evidence when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. But there is another aspect to tongues and that is in a public service in a meeting of a congregation and the two are quite different but you would have to study uh, Paul's writing to the Corinthians and understand the context so we, we, we will talk about that too but so for, so in the book of Acts would you say that there was uh, it was actual languages or I, I mean, would just, I would say tongues can be actual languages of other nations, there are 3,000 if not more languages in the world today with many, many dialects. And they can be real languages, but not learned by the one who's speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Unlearned language. I'll give yeah, you yeah. an illustration because again, back in South Africa, in the Bible school, I was praying for, talking about the person of the work of the Holy Spirit. I was praying for some students and uh, they came forward and uh, they began to speak in tongues. And uh, one of the chaps came to me, he said, I know what he's saying. He's speaking my language. Mm. And they were from different parts of Africa. They didn't even know each other. But he could pick up that that person's heavenly prayer language was a language that he knew. Yeah. But it was not the one that he'd learned. It was one that somebody else, and God had given it to him as a gift. So that probably answers that question. Yeah, yeah. so, so and I think just starting this because some will say, oh no, it was just languages. It's like you've got to remember the other because uh, they were amazed and they were perplexed by what was going on. Uh, but at the same time, others mocked and others were saying, uh, um, you know, these men are drunk. And, and so it is possible within the, the, the realm of that, that yes, languages were there, but there would have been other languages, people hearing that, that, that seemed like nonsense to them or, or seemed like these, that they were drunk or out of their mind or that kind of thing. So it's important to get that uh, that context, and yes, it's in really in Corinthians that we find uh, um, this uh, um, uh, this this language between God and uh, your your spirit and and, and man, your heavenly um, 
uh, uh, prayer prayer language so there can be do you want to say something am i allowed to say yeah, something yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just i'm just I, I i can probably tell us now we won't get all these these I, done so I we're just, gonna, this I will just be a part two quickly that um, the book of corinthians uh, says a lot about tongues but i really believe we need to understand why the book of corinthians was written why mm -hmm. first corinthians was written because it was an answer to uh, questions that it says Chloe's household brought to Paul. So clearly there was a problem in that Corinthian church where yeah. they were all just doing anything that they pleased without any, any order or any, um, any uh, structure. So it's, it's not telling us what we need to know as um, a private prayer language, really. Mm -hmm. he's, he's talking about the gifts and how, and how to operate in the gifts. So it's, it's in that context. But I just wanted to say that um, when, we, when we pray in tongues, uh, it, it's edifying for ourselves because Jude says uh, when we pray in the spirit, we edify ourself, ourselves. But there was one instance that I can add to, to what Peter's just said, that I was praying in tongues in a prayer meeting with believers. And when, we, when we'd finished, we, was, we were interceding for a specific need that that we had and when we finished one of the girls who was Portuguese speaking she said to me God spoke to me through what you were saying what you were praying and I said what how, how can that be and she said certain words I know I know two of them were abra boca which means open your mouth but in my praying in tongues she heard God speak to her in Portuguese mm. to open her mouth and to and to do what she was praying about that she needed to, to do. So it, it's, it was just an amazing thing to me, but right. God can do that. He uses the tongues in, in, in many ways like that. Yeah, so, so looking at tongues as something, so, so what is the purpose of tongues then? And, and so I, I, I think you, you just talked about edification or what, why, why should we pray in tongues? Because it builds us up in our most holy faith, Jude yeah. says. Yeah, so I'll just, Hannah, just don't play anything till, till the end. I'll tell you when. Yeah, go. Because it's a language of intercession. And because Romans 8, 26 and 27 tells us that when we know not what to pray for as we ought, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. And he prays the perfect will of God through us. So when we're praying in tongues and we're praying in the Spirit, we are praying what God needs us to pray because it's, it's the perfect will of God and the Holy Spirit comes to our aid. So I just believe that it's really important to be able to do that. And, and I know we're running short of no, don't time. Don't worry about that. But I, I, I need to say, if I may, just one thing because it may not be, be said otherwise. I really want to say that when, when, you, when, when you ask God to, to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, it's not a question of whether you succeed or whether you fail in receiving because it's something that you have to do. It's not that at all. We ask him to do it and he does and he does it. He fills us with the spirit. Mm -hmm. And the evidence can come later. It can come a week later. It can come two weeks later. But we will get that heavenly language. But to come to an altar call and ask to be baptized in the Holy Spirit for Jesus to baptize us and we don't speak in tongues and I know that that's a desperation for people. It's not a question of success or failure.
It's yep. not an effort we have to make. God does it. He does it. It's not what we have to do. Yeah, Thank so, you. So, so for people who are praying in um, uh, tongues, like, you know, we, we, we have an altar call or someone might pray in tongues, but we also have spaces where we would um, say, hey, we're, we're going to sing in the spirit or that type of thing. But in private, in our private lives, in our daily lives, because that's what you, you talked about. Yes. What, what, how... How does tongues help us? Because I, I, I remember as a believer, it was like we were all the time called on. It was just where you, you got up in the morning, you walked. I know Anita, I mean, Anita is just all, uh, my, my beloved wife is all day called on. But why does she do it? Well, because why do you do it? Because it just. It's just what, it's what <laughs> she does. That's what she's always done. But, but that, the whole edification. Uh, thing is that that's a big deal. But, I mean, I've known people. I, I, I got him, Ivan Raskino in, in India, who, who uh, he had a daughter, Gia, who our Gia was named up. He used to pray for t- in tongues for four hours every day, every day. Get up and and, and keep the whole family up and all that kind of stuff. Because he'd be go- he'd get up in the morning in this is in Mumbai and and John Steele, who was a, a pastor before before we he, he he would bring us into meetings and he's like we will pray in tongues. Don't not. He's like, I mean, he was like, he's the ex-policeman. I think that's where it was coming from. But, 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 but there was a definite, distinct. But what, here's what I noticed about uh, uh, Ivan and, and John as they prayed in the spirit. You could see it on their face. It's like gave them a strength, and they were like Moses coming down uh, from the mountain with a with a. You, you said she she came in and she changed. It changes. Us. And that, that's what I said, you know, giving it a little go on a, oh, that didn't work or that kind of thing. It's not, it's about that. What, what, so, so tongues benefits the believer, I'll, right? I'll give this to Pete in yeah. one second. Yeah. But <laughs> I might lose it if I yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it keeps us aware of the presence of God. Amen. When we pray in tongues, we're speaking to God. The Bible tells us that it's spirit to spirit. We don't have to think with our minds what we're going to say. When I run out of words to say, when I'm praising God and worshiping Him, and and I'm worshiping God, and I I used all the words that I know, like when we were singing today, but when when I run out of words and 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 there's more I want to say from my heart, from my spirit, when I pray in tongues, when I worship Him in tongues, it expresses what's in my heart, what's in my spirit. So my, my understanding is that it makes us aware of his presence. We're together with him. I can close my eyes and there can be a whole lot of people around me, but if I'm speaking in tongues, I'm speaking to God. Mm. And, he's, and he's communicating with me as well. Well, she said it, as she always <laughs> does. You know, that's, that's how it is in our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I want to bring this point out. It, it's... It's a heavenly prayer language that we can use at any time, 24-7, 24-7, because it's a gift that's been given to us to use. It's not a gift to put on a shelf or to put in a back wardrobe somewhere and pick it out, at, pull it out at Pentecost next year. It's a gift to use every day. And I personally do pray in, this tongue, in tongues every day. And sometimes I pray with the understanding and sometimes I pray in the spirit. But when I finish praying in the spirit, and many, many times, 
I see a situation, I hear of a situation, and words in English do not come to me. I do not know how to express that prayer. I might see a situation. I might find someone who's desperate. You never know what it is. You pray in the Spirit, and the Spirit comes to aid us and make intercession for us with groanings which cannot even be uttered, which can be interpreted to be speaking in tongues. But I want to give you this example. When we receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit and we do speak in tongues, it's like the garden tap. We can turn it on when we want and turn it off when yeah. we want. On, off, on, off. Any time of the day, any time of the night, it's ours from God. But not so with the tongues which must come with interpretation when it's as the Spirit wills in a service like this. Yeah, I, I think uh, someone else said, said this, all praying in tongues is praying in the Spirit, but not all praying in the Spirit is praying in tongues, which you just uh, alluded to. There can be that we're um, uh, moving uh, in that. But I, I, I'm, I'm like, we're out of time, and I'm like, ah. So there's going to be a part two. So I, I think it's important. And, and, and I guess the reason I'm, doing this and digging this? Because you said I, we can pray in tongues. I, I guess the question, just as we begin to sort of wrap it up, is, is, is we should pray in tongues, really, really as uh, when God has made, this is a gift, right? I mean, it's not just that we can, it's that we, we, we should, right? Because why? Why should we? Because, number one, we magnify God. We bring glory to his name. It's a means of praising and worshipping the Lord. And if we don't want to do that every day, then we're sad Christians, aren't we? It's a, it's a wonderful uh, expression of what's in our hearts because it comes from spirit to spirit. Our spirit to God's spirit through the spirit that lives in us. A very precious thing. You want to say something because you also pray in the spirit many times. No, I've said it. It's 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 the spirit. It's it's my spirit praying to to God, who is a spirit, mm -hmm. and and it it bypasses our mind. And I know some people might get very nervous about that because they think, oh my goodness, I, I don't want to lose control of my mind. But then we have to trust God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because God is God. And we can't confine him and, and, and put him in a box and, and, and continually keep control of ourselves. The, the way we're going to receive anything from God, it, to receive salvation, is where you have to yeah. lay your, your own will down. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it, it's, a, it's a way of, of speaking to God, and, and he communicates with us as well. He shows us things. Plus, one more thing. I really believe this, that... Um, when we speak in tongues, the, the word becomes alive to us mm -mm. because the Holy Spirit is the author of the word. He's the one who breathes life into the word. Paul wrote that to Timothy, I think, and said that, that the word of God is it, it's God-breathed. Mm. So when I read the word, it's the spirit inside me that makes the word come alive. But when I pray in the spirit, somehow it's, that's what causes the, spirit, the, the word to come alive. Mm. Yeah, uh, Paul says in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse, um, 
verse, well, verse 5, he said, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. I know the benefit of that in our lives. And, and that's right. Maybe I'll close it off here. The elephant in the room is that there will be people here. And that's what I say. This is where the angst comes in. This is where the, where the I came to the altar call. I was prayed for, um, you know, five years ago. And, and, and you know, um, you know like, like Joe, you know, you know, come on, speak in, speak in tongues. And, of course, Joe, um, you know, was, you know, uh, I should have bought a Honda, but I bought a Kia. Uh, you know, he's just, he just faked it till he made it. And so there's going to be people in this room, the elephant in the room, you can play nicely. Uh, and the, elephant, the elephant in the room is that there'll be people in here, you got prayed for that time, you came to the altar, and then you, you and, and, and you're going, I can't, I can't. And so next week we went in part two. Can you come back next week? We'll, we'll do. So, so uh, well, you come here. This is your church. So, I want to deal with that question. I want to talk about that. Because many people are afraid of speaking in tongues. What if I open myself up to demonic things? What if I? Uh, what, what if I look silly in front? Of, and, and so there are many reasons why. But but but, but Paul's desire in the here and I think God's desire is that all would speak Amen. for your benefit to be able to do that and so for me today I'm really creating if you like an atmosphere where, where we can think and talk but also a hunger would grow oh I tried that and it didn't work well let's talk about it what happened there's that you know am I a second class Christian you know that's the elephant in the room I, I can't speak in am I a second class Christian because I because that didn't happen to me. And I think it's important that we talk. That's what I would, would have got to, but, but we're here where we're here, so we, we, we can do a part two. But I, I, I don't want to just stop and move on. I think it's important because I know if we can lift the, the Holy Ghost level and, and the life of us as a church and for you as believers, it'll change your life. It'll change how you walk, not just on Sunday. This isn't about what we do on Sunday. It's, it's about... What God can do through you is the Holy Spirit leads and guides you and teaches you and counsels you on your Monday and your Tuesday and your Wednesday and your Thursday. And so next week, we'll talk about that elephant in the room. We'll talk about, because I know there'll be people here who have been disappointed, maybe even hurt, maybe disillusioned, maybe, maybe even just talking about this is controversial for you. And so let's dig a little deeper and, and try and look to some answers for that question, but but I pray even over this week, a hunger is created. Because if it's your desire, God, I, I want to be hungry for it. I want to believe. I'm not just shutting it down because it didn't happen here. I'm going to be hungry, hungry for it. Is that okay? okay? I mean, can we thank Peter and Annette? Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank the Lord. Yeah. Praise we can thank the Lord. Lord too. Thank the Lord too. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. But um, yeah, w would you stand just as we close? and? Again, in the, in the house of Cornelius, Peter, in the service, he was just, as, as Annette said, they were just praying, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit fell. It can happen in the service, can happen by your bedside, can happen anywhere. And so we just, we're, we're, we're thankful that, again, it's not, there, there's no one way. In the house of Cornelius, there was no order. The uh, book of Acts, chapter, chapter 2 or whatever, they were baptized, and, 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 uh, and the Holy Spirit, but they'd already been baptized in water and Cornelius house it was the other way around there's no
I, I don't know when God will do it. It's his, it's his gift. But let me pray this over you. Would you put your hands out as I pray a blessing over you? Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the shepherd of the sheep, equip you, equip you with every good thing. Tongues is a good thing. To do his will. And may he accomplish in us what is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said, amen. amen. If you need prayer for anything, there's a prayer station over here. Turn to the person next to you and say, would you buy me a coffee? I'm thirsty after that. God bless you.